Well, appreciate you guys being here today. We got away with it last week, and looks like we're going to get away with it this week with the weather. Boy, I just can't believe the winter we've had. But uh, appreciate your faithfulness. You know, we're going to continue this series on understanding God's favor in in uh, in our life, and you know, we're going to look at today on on. What do we do when God's favor is either on our life or in our life? Let's pray. Father, we're just so grateful today, Lord, that we could be here. So many people that want to be here that, um, that really can't be here. So we just want to thank you, Lord, as I say every week, I know that you have already Bless those who have come here through the music, now through the message, that you have honored them. They chose to start their week out, Jesus, by worshiping you. Lord, we're thankful we have your word. And Lord, as we look to it today, through the power of your spirit, encourage us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're going to turn to the uh, Old Testament. I want you to turn to the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 1. In verse 11, you know, when we think about the, I think in many ways, the promises of God's in, in, in the Bible, for some reason, I don't know what this is, what we always think, you know, in, in some ways, just stay with me here, negative. In other words, you know, we believe more the negative than we do, uh, if you will, the positive. In other words, what God wants us to do, wants to do for us instead of how he's going he's gonna to whack us in some way if we get out of line. And now we're so willing to believe that in those promises, you know, you know, for whatever you sow, you're going to reap, you know. And we always look at that in a negative way. At the same time, we need to look at it in a positive way. It's the same thing when you, reap, when you sow something in a good way, God's way, you're going to reap something good. Be sure your sins will find you up. That's true. You know, I remember, I don't know why I thought about this when I was a kid. I was only about five years old. My mom gave me this promise. She says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to promise this to you. I'm going to tell you, if you keep showing off with that, that big old stool you're walking around on top of your head and you're running around the house with it, you're going to hurt yourself. I promise you, you're going to hurt yourself. And I didn't listen to her, and uh, her promise came true. And, you know, I, I dropped the thing, and it fell, landed right on my big toe. Bam! And you know, ever since that, five years old, ever since that, I had to, like, it, it, the nail grew really weird and had to take care of it. And you know how many times I thought about what my mom, <laughs> so, I mean, even when I, even years later, I had to have, not to get into the whole thing, but actually had to have the nail removed and the doctor said, hey, it's great, you know, if you've ever had anything like that done, it's a little painful, but anyways, it's good, and I had to walk around in crutches for a while. You're good, man. You're good. You're, we got this. Finally, waited all these years to get it done. No problem. It'll never grow back. It grew back again in the worst way. He, he couldn't believe it. All those years, because I didn't listen, I didn't listen. Listen. So this is what I'm trying to tell you today. It's true. The promises of God's word are true in that way. But I want you to know today also the promises of God's word for you and I, just by you being here today. He's, he's blessed you. I, I want you to get that every week. You've decided Jesus rose on the first day of the week. You decided as busy as all of you are, 
as tired as all of you are, could have slept in, or you, maybe you had to work your, around your work schedule, that you chose to start your week here, worshiping the Lord. The Lord honors that. Let's read a verse, and let me give you a little background. As you see the book of Deuteronomy, we have, you know, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. Those are the first four books of the Bible. Then you have Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is really, if you could say it this way, if you take the first four books of the Bible, Deuteronomy, Moses is now either speaking or writing to the children of Israel are getting ready to go into promised land. And what he is doing in this book, he is reminding them of all the things that God has done through the first four books of the Bible. So he's reminding them in the book of Deuteronomy, he's either speaking or writing it down. He's saying, don't forget this. I want, you to, I want you to always remember this. And if you remember who God is and believe what he says, listen to what he, he tells them at the very first chapter when we look at God's favor and, and what he wants to do in our life. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 11, may the Lord God of your fathers, and remember now he's writing this to these, this younger generation, make you a thousand times more num numerous than you are and bless you as he has promised you. Let me read it again. May the Lord God of your fathers make you a thousand times more numerous than you are and bless you as he has promised you. God gives us his word just like Moses was writing down all the things that they need to remember. We, we, it's amazing that we have this today. Don't take it for granted. We have this today. We can open it up and we can turn, if you will, whenever you're through, through the week. And God speaks to all of us in different ways depending on what's going on in life. And all of a sudden you turn to Hebrews 11 and you realize that verse that's in there. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That's a promise. That's a promise of God. The promise of God is saying to you and I today, if we have faith, if we live according to his word, that's a faithful obedience, no matter how long a time that we think is going to go on, he's a rewarder of those as you keep knocking, keep knocking on that door. He's going to bless you. He's going to come through with a promise. Whatever it is that you're going through, he's going to come through with today. He's promised. Let me read the last part of that verse again. As he promised you, you and I have to believe what is in here. You're here today, hopefully, as you've worshipped, as Ben has led us today, we're also here to say, okay, as we have read on the screen the words of our Lord Jesus Christ or through music or through the message of what God says. Am I going to believe that? Am I going to believe that? See, when you make a difference and I make a difference and, and, and all of us do in other people's lives as we go through this door this week and we touch so many different people, why is that? It's because you're willing to believe what God says and God's favor is on your life. And they see something different. As they see something different, as we talked about, God wants to bless us, and he does, just as the same as the children of Israel. 
and through Jesus Christ that we look back the last couple of weeks as he is going to bless us because of his son Jesus, not because of anything you do. That, that's why we always say, listen, you know, we mess up, we fail, we do certain things. You, if we're faithful and just to confess our sins, he's willing to cleanse us of our sin. And as he does that, just start over again. That's what Jesus did on the cross for us. Now, as we remember that, it should encourage us. And as we see his word, you know, we're, we're here about more than just, just me. You know, you make a difference. I make a difference as we can take the, the verse in Proverbs. There's a verse in Proverbs that says, Godly fear is the beginning of wisdom. If you're willing to fear God in a loving way as like an apparent, and in a loving way, he's going to bless your life. Now, when people see you living a certain way, here's what happens. You probably picked this up before. Because of the Lord is working in your life, and, and we're all around so many different unbelievers. It's so funny when I've been around. I try to do my best to be around so many different unbelievers, you know. And they're, you know, they're whatever, you know, they're just talking or cussing like crazy. And what do you do for a living? You know, and I said, well, you know, I've been a pastor for a few years. Well, okay, you know, and they're trying to backtrack. Now, what's going on there? They picked up something different. Not because it's me, but the same with you and wherever you are, even in your workplace. You and I are here. It has always amazed me whether it's a rock star or somebody in the movies, and you will see them interviewed. And it's not about the millions of dollars that they've made. It's not about all the things and how famous they are. They'll say, you know, it really, I, I was so encouraged the other week that uh, I was out somewhere and somebody come up to me and say, oh, man, you know, uh, you know that part you played in that movie, that, that just changed my life. And they talk about wh- how, what a blessing that was to them. Now, with you and I, we have something that can change everybody's life. That being said, recognize today, as a believer, God's favor is on your life. And as you, as you cultivate that more, and you live his way, and you stay in his word, and you trust his promises, and you live a different way than the people around you, something is going to happen. Here's what happens. Let's look at the next, uh, let's look at another verse. I want you to look at 2 Chronicles. It's one of my, one of my favorite dialogues in the Bible of, in, uh, with an unbeliever. 2 Chronicles chapter 9 and verse 5. Let me give you the background. There's a queen of Sheba. She reigns far away from Jerusalem where Solomon is reigning. Solomon, still to the day, the richest king that ever lived. And he was in Jerusalem. If I can give you the distance that she lived from, probably if I can look at it right to where you can get it in your head, how far she lived from Jerusalem with, with her kingdom, uh, south somewhere in, in Saudi Arabia. It'd be like if you and I had to go on horseback from here uh, down to uh, Miami, Florida, okay, on horseback. Now, how long that, but, but we always heard about this, this unbelievable thing that is happening, and it's so amazing. Everybody in all the world talks about it. 
And every year that goes by, it, it gets even more amazing what we hear. We've got to go see this. She was so mesmerized, the queen of Sheba, that she told all the people in her kingdom, I'm going to be gone for all, because you can imagine how long it took. She had all these warriors with her, uh, all these camels, all these horses. And so how long it must have taken to travel that way, I don't know, months and months to, to get there. She comes to see the reign of Solomon in Jerusalem, and she's so taken back. She has all these things written down that she wants to ask him. She comes to a place of exhaustion, and he is able to answer all these questions that she has. She sees how happy all those that work with him are and how in unison the whole kingdom works. And the wealth she couldn't even hardly explain. So this is where the story picks up. 2 Chronicles chapter 9, verse 5. She's conversing now with King Solomon. Then she said to the king, It was a true report which I had heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. However, I did not believe their words until I came and saw with my own eyes. And indeed, half of the greatness of your wisdom was not told to me. It's more than she could ever even imagine to the wisdom that he had had. You exceed the fame of which I heard. Happy are your men and happy are those servants who stand continue before you and hear your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord your God who delighted in you. Now I want you to think about that for a minute. Here's where we come in in living in this world and knowing the wisdom that the Lord has given us, knowing that we want to change lives that are around us. Notice what she says. She'll say it three or four times in here. Your God. She doesn't believe in the God that he has. But she sees the anointing on his life from the God that Solomon serves and his kingdom. So he has a chance of changing her life. I don't know if it ever happened or not. But he has the chance of doing so. People, we live in an age today that people look at our life, they have no background, no background at all of what you and I maybe take for granted. And they're just living this life and they don't, they don't know anything. So listen to what she says. Blessed be the Lord your God who delighted in you, setting you on his throne to be king for the Lord your God because your God has loved Israel to establish them forever. Therefore, he made you king over them to do justice and righteousness. I think about that. Do you think it's any coincidence? Lord, is what you think we're going to need Mike Has put you in the position. Got it there. Is it on? We on? All right. This puts you in the position where you are. You think, you think you're just where you're at temporarily just for a reason. I don't know where you work. I don't know who a lot of your relatives are. I don't know what's going on in your life. The Lord has a purpose right where you're at. People are watching you because of the wisdom that the Lord has given you. You live different. You have the same problems that they do. But they see something different. They see a wisdom in you and me. You know, we're not just here 
to see whatever, you know, I've read a lot of articles, like every once in a, you know, this guy, he just retired, 30 years old, big article. I was reading it on the internet, big, you know, he just retired, 30 years of age. Okay, that's fine, you know, he, good for him. What's he going to do now? <laughs> I have read so many articles about, you know, I, I, when all the different jobs I had when I was living in Florida uh, and, and a lot of retired people down there, and they're down there, and especially different guys I talk to, and, uh, you know, you know, Dallas, I want to tell you something. You know, first, first uh, six months we were down here and got our own place now and sold everything up north and, and this. And that's fine. It, it, don't get me wrong and everything like that. And, uh, you know, I, I can only golf and fish so much. And, uh, <laughs> and then they would say, I just had to go. I had to do something. And, and they're, they're back doing it. Even if it's just part-time, they're doing something. Why is that? Within us, God created us to be productive and to help others. It's just in there. And if we're not in there doing it, you're not at peace. What she sees from Solomon is something, it's so amazing. Your God has given you the wisdom that you need to make a difference in the world that you live in. We are in such an unbelievable place, and this is why I bring this message today. We all live in it. What your kids have to face at school? You know, we get so concerned when we see that yellow bus go by, and and how safe are those kids going to be at their school today? Or the workplace, the environment, another shooting that just took place this last week. We see all the different laws are being passed and we wonder what is happening in Washington, D.C. with our lawmakers. You see and hear the conversations that you have with some of you. What's going to make the difference? It's you and me. It's the wisdom that God has given us. Because people see that. They, the, the queen of Sheba was so amazing. You know what? Think about it. She had everything that Solomon had. Think about that for a minute. She had everything that Solomon had, just less of it. And she didn't have the wisdom that he had. So this is the key. The key is you and I are here not just to do whatever we can to get to the place to where we're done when we retire. We are here for a reason. We're here to make a difference. And this is what I close with. In Galatians chapter 6 and verse 10. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 10. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. To do good to all. I'm not sure how I'm going to finish this up, but just stay with me, okay? Uh, sometimes I, I'm not a real one, two, three person when it comes to preaching, so you're just going to hang, hang with me. I'll, I'll get to it, okay, some way. Don't follow the GPS too much. Anyway, so, you know, I want to thank you. Uh, I don't want to take for granted who you are as a church for a couple of reasons. One, that I have the freedom to speak sometimes the way that I do, just uh, we are a pro-life church. And I was able to talk what I did the last couple weeks, and that kind of weaves in to what I want to say about the wisdom that, that I believe that I, I don't want you to over 
look what happens in our society. I want you to look in, through, through the wisdom that God has given you and take that wisdom and your life will be more at peace and it will be easier. It won't be perfect, but it'll be easier in your relationships and all areas of your life as a parent, whatever it might be. You know, my, uh, my girls right now are going through such a uh, difficult stage with their kids because they're, they're just crazy right now. I mean, they're going off the wall, you know. I was at, you know, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, there was a, oh, boy. Anyway, I won't get into it. So, because I'll get in trouble with them. That's why. I'm not going to say. Anyways, but you've you, got to get through this. And the way you do is you know that the, you have hope. You know that the Lord is going to get you through. He's going to give you the strength and the wisdom to get through it. Now, let me get back to what I was saying. I want you to think in the wisdom that God has given you what's happening in New York, okay? You say, what do you mean, Dallas? You say, as we live in the world, we want to be a witness to the world. We don't want to hammer all the time. You know, and that's why when I said a couple weeks ago, someone who's had an abortion, God will forgive you. That's who God is. But we still have to stand up and say, what is right here? And, and we being pro-life. Now, I want you to think about this. A couple weeks ago when I talked about the governor of New York, remember? And I talked about how that, you know, they stood and applauded when they said that, and they passed the law that you could have an abortion up till the time the baby was born. And then it got even worse the next week when the governor of Virginia said it even after that, which I'm not going to belabor the point and go into all that. What I want you to recognize is God promises his word. Whatever we do, he blesses. Whatever we do that is not right, there is judgment. And you know we are a grace church. But I still have to share with you this. Do you realize a week later, after that was approved, he got up and said how many millionaires that are leaving New York State and they were over $2 billion in debt on their, on their budget. And we all saw what happened last week. Whether you agree with Amazon or not, Amazon, 25,000 jobs in New York City pulled out. Now, me... Not in any cocky way, not in any judgmental way, is a spiritual eye saying, I believe I know why that happened. Now, this is what I want you to get. You live around hurting people. They don't know the way. Even those people that stood up and applauded what, what happened in your, we are the only one, the wisdom that God has given you the Lord says even today, if you ask, we talked about last week, you cannot ask God enough for the wisdom in, in your life, whether you're lonely or you need a relationship or in a relationship or where, what's going to happen next or you have fear. I don't know what it is today. But God says, I will give you wisdom. And when you have wisdom, just the same with Queen of Sheba, people will look. She traveled some thousands of miles to see exactly what God was doing. Why? Someone was talking about what was happening in Jerusalem. I want someone to be able to talk about your life on what God is so doing. You have the same problems that they do, but they come to you and they say, what's the difference? Because they have no foundation today. See, we're not just here for here. This world is rapidly going somewhere to an end. And we want to reach people. We want to reach people. You know, you say, what's one of the greatest ways? You, well, I think one of the easiest ways you can say, someone's a, someone that's a new believer. 
You know, she said to Solomon, happy are those that are in your kingdom. Well, what, he, what was he always doing? He was always giving them jobs, and they were always prospering. Things were happening, but it was because of the wisdom that he had. So what you and I can do is, especially around a young believer, I'll give you an example. Years ago, I was taking a guy out, a businessman who, uh, who accepted Jesus as a Savior years ago, and so I was just trying to disciple him, and we went out to dinner at... Uh, a place, and I was talking about how that, you know, this, this verse in Galatians 6, let me, actually, let me read it again, Galatians 6, 10. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. The wisdom that God wants you and I to have today, that, that, that you're going to be at peace, you're going to be happy, you're going to have hope, and you're going to have a destination, and, and you're going to have purpose. When you're about looking at other people, see, that wisdom that he's given you, you're going to be able to sense when you're around something and the Lord's going to give you the wisdom what to do. And somebody's going to watch that and they're going to, they're going to ask you for that wisdom. They're going to see who you are in Jesus. That's why we're here. That's why you have the wisdom. That's why you have this book. It's opened up to you. It's God's word. As, a, as the Holy Spirit in your life as a believer, as you get stronger, you're supposed to help other people. That's why we're here. That's the wisdom that God wants to give us today. The joy he wants to lead us to is when we help others. We're out to eat. And uh, I'm out to eat with this guy, and we're at a, at a nice restaurant. And a, a man walks in with his wife, and he's got his military uniform on. And uh, they sit down about three tables over. And as they sit down about three tables over, we ordered, and I, and I, and I was paying for the other guy's meal. It was there, and to get to the point of this, but uh, I say to the waiter, I said, hey, I said, uh, the person that's in the military over there, I said, I don't want anybody to know, but I want to pay for his meal and, and for his wife. And uh, he goes, oh, okay, okay. So uh, we sat there, we're talking about the Lord to the meal and everything. Well, Mike heard me say this, and I didn't think anything about it, didn't do anything about it, didn't say any more about it. So we finished the meal up. The waiter comes up to us and says, hey, hey, uh, we want you to know that uh, the management, they heard what you want to do, and so both of your meals are paid for tonight. And I just thought, oh, why didn't I order more food? Anyway, so, <laughs> so you, uh, you do the same thing, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, don't, don't say you wouldn't. Don't tell me, don't tell me you're the same as I. So, so anyways, so it's all done. This all happens, or it's all paper, you know. And uh, actually, I think if I can remember, they, the, that the management there the, uh, even picked up that meal too. They didn't want us to do anything because they just thought it was such a, uh, I guess, a cool thing that happened. What was I doing? I, what I would have still paid for it? Absolutely. What was I trying? I was trying to, to disciple someone in a way that was a young believer, especially to those that are a household of faith, to take them out to see, just to take them along to see this is who we are as believers. We are to give. The wisdom that the Lord implies in you today as we finish this message of all the wisdom he gives us, how he wants to bless us, he has favor on our life, the main purpose is to reach other people. Man, there's nothing like it. 
There was nothing like that, I think, for years. He, he, he still, I ran into him a while ago, still, still mention that. Why? Because it had such an impact on him because he saw God work right there, right there. Especially those who are a household of faith. And to do good to all, and let me add to that, if I will, to those that can't do anything for you. We have a crisis, and I'm so grateful, as I said before, how that you have captured the vision to change this city, and you give thousands of dollars every year back into this community and all the different ministries that we help, you help, especially to those, to the household of faith, to do good, and the Lord will bless you. He will bless you just the same as he did me. And to those that were that, you know, I left here last Sunday. If you were here last Sunday, it was even twice as cold as it is today. It's cold out today. But, I mean, it was, it was really cold last week. And we give out, you know, we have such a heart for single moms and families in need that you have also so part of that vision that we give thousands of gift cards away every year to families in need. I, when I usually see a homeless person, that I usually give them money, whatever I've got on me, and, and I think that we should all do that. And I, I always do this. I say, uh, it, you only have like 30 seconds. You know, I've given homeless people money. And there's been people behind me before honking the horn and flying all around me. What are you doing? I'm thinking, what is wrong with people today? What is wrong with I'm here. They see I'm trying to get money. I have to give to this person. Not because it's me. And they're, they're 20 or 30 seconds won't change, and they see what you're doing. People don't care is what I'm telling you today. They did, let me get off track and get back. There's homeless people in a, in a city. It's, it's happened three or four cities. I've seen it on YouTube before that a relative would dress up as a homeless, still look pretty much like they are, outside of where a relative of theirs worked and sitting on a sidewalk, and how many times their own brother or sister walked over them and didn't do anything. True. It's actually true. What am I getting at? I want you to be sensitive enough to the Holy Spirit. You can't save everybody, but you can save and help and be a witness and be a light to those that are in your world. The Holy Spirit prompts you and tells you, don't ignore that. Because when you don't ignore it, it gets stronger in your life and anoints your steps, shows you what to do in your decision-making, and also where to help people if you let it flow. So I left here last week, and I usually don't do this with gift cards, but I pulled up to a, I pulled up to a light, and it was so cold. And I don't know how in the world this, this guy was standing out there and... I had some cash, but I had one of the gift cards for church, and I said, I just got to give him one of these gift cards. And, and, I, and I grabbed his hand, and he grabbed my hand, and it was freezing. And, and I said, hey, I said, Jesus wants you to know that he loves you, and I want you to have this. I said, what's your name? He says, my name is JR. They call me Junior. I said, okay, Junior. I want you to know that Jesus loves you. Do you know that, the, that most homeless people never hear their name called? any day, ever. Whenever the opportunity, I pray with them. It's just a matter of 30 seconds. Why do I do that? That's not me. It's because Jesus prompted me to do that. 
I want you to know, I want you to be so aware the favor in your life, the Holy Spirit's working in your life, that it's so flowing in life that I don't want you to miss whatever it is with a friend, a family member, a coworker, or someone that's homeless. Don't miss that. You can't reach everybody, but you can reach those that are in your world. You can be a light to those in your world. And the way that you are is that we're so filled up with the goodness of God. Let us do good to those in the household of faith first and to all those that we see around us that are hurting. I'm telling you, if you just live in such a way and God gives you and you ask him for wisdom, not only will he bless your life, he's going to so bless. You know what she did at the end of that story? You know what the Queen of Sheba did? Solomon had everything he ever wanted and a hundred times we could never, all that he had. And she brought even more. And his kingdom was even more wealth. He said, it doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't make sense. What God is telling you and telling me through that passage, he is never going to quit blessing you if you and I are willing to live. As we began today in the book of Deuteronomy, Moses wanted to tell the children of Israel that they would never forget. A thousand times and a thousand times over, he will bless you. He will enlarge you as long as is you don't forget the promises of his word. Wherever you face today, Moses told Joshua he's dying. He says, never forget as you go into that promised land. Joshua, always remember, the Lord is always with you. And you will have good success all the battles that you face, you will win. I'm just here to remind you today, what you're facing right now, through the wisdom and the favor of God, I don't care what it is, you're going to win if you believe the promises of his word. And when you win, the process that God has taken you through, other people are going to see, and they're going to say, you know, I want what you have. The Queen of Sheba rode thousands and thousands of miles just to get to Jerusalem because she heard who Solomon was. People are going to come to you because they hear you have, God is so amazing that he will take people that have gone exactly what you've gone through in this life and put them in your path just so you can be a witness to them because you've gone through what they've gone through, but they're still living with no hope. And you and I have hope. The world we live in today more than ever Needs not, not what we have. They need who we have. We have Jesus Christ living with us through the power of the Holy Spirit, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Prince of peace, the God of all comfort. That's who we live. That's who we live by. That's who we follow. And when people see that in your life and my life, you will be able, just as able, I was willing to lead that young man to Jesus years ago and to see him grow and instill his faith in the Nothing, no amount of money could ever give me the joy that I see where he is as a believer today, knowing where he was and where he is today and how the Lord experienced and what he did with me along the way. That's what he wants to do. With City Church, that's what he wants to do with all of us. He wants to give us joy and peace. And as he gives us favor in this life, we continue to ask him wisdom. And as we walk on this road, 
we bring other people along with us because we are a light. We, you, we in this unbelievable dark world that we live in today, you are an amazing light. Don't ever take for granted the light that's within you and the power that Jesus has to reach those around you. Let's pray. As their heads are bowed today, You know, maybe we don't ask the Lord enough, so I want you to ask the Lord even right now. As we talked about a couple ways, just ask the Lord, so Lord, I, I've slipped a little bit. Give me, give me the wisdom. Lord, please, you tell me that you'll give me. I want you to do it right now. Lord, give me the wisdom that I need to what I'm facing. Just do it right now. I don't want you to wait till now. I want you to say, Lord, and he'll bring to you the mind the, the adversity that you're facing the fear that you're facing, the unknown that you're facing, the time and how long that has gone on, the strength for the journey, he will give you the wisdom that you need. He will anoint your path. Ask him right now, Lord, give me the wisdom that I need. Secondly, today, and Lord, as you give me this wisdom and my path, even though it might have been difficult, You've given me peace on this journey. And in that peace that you've given me, I, I, I want to be a light. I want to be so sensitive, whether it's a, a coworker or the homeless person, that I can share your love. Fathers, we come to you today. Jesus, we thank you that all the wisdom that we need comes from you. Lord, help us to know we can never ask for it enough. You'll give us as much as we want. And you are a rewarder as we continue to knock on that door. May we never quit asking you. And as you take us through this life and it becomes smoother, even though we still face and have adversity, Father, we can reach other people for heaven. So, Lord, we will, um, we will give you the praise today as we close. And, Father, I ask you whether it's on YouTube, whether it's right now in our services, if someone doesn't know you as their Savior, may they know all they've got to do is take that step of faith, not try and figure out, but know Jesus and believe that you are the Son of God and you lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross and shed your perfect blood for our sins. And all we have to do is ask us, Lord, all we have to do is say, Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe you're God's son, and I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins. So, Father, we ask today, if there's someone here by faith, may they step out. I can pray with them. And, Lord, we will give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen.